0: Hey, Shepherd family, I bring to you grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We find ourselves this weekend in the third installment of our Promised and Worship series, an opportunity for us to look back into the Old Testament, thinking about the ways in which God brought His holy people then into a geographic promised land an opportunity for us to think through at the beginning of this 2021 year how God brings us into our own next chapter of faith and faithfulness as His holy people. I hope you're as excited about starting this year as I am, or at least was on January 1st, but to know always, no matter what the circumstances, no, how, no matter how difficult the obstacles and hindrances ahead of us, God is always a God Faithful in Writing, the next chapter of our mission and ministry, our life as His people. Part of our study of the Promised Land is becoming more and more familiar with the early part of the Old Testament. A part of the Old Testament focused on God's promise to a man and his wife, Abraham and Sarah. Abraham and Sarah who found out in their later years when they were without kids that God was going to make their descendants as numerous as the sand on the seashore, as numerous as the stars in the sky. More than just giving them descendants, however, God was also going to bless them with a place for those descendants to live, thus the promised land. It would be literally hundreds of years as God caused that promise to materialize. It would ultimately come to pass, not through Abraham or Sarah or their sons or grandsons, it would come when finally, leaving Egypt, Moses would lead God's people in an exodus, that's a book of the Bible, by the way, in an exodus from Egypt, slavery there, to the promised land where we have now current-day Israel. In other words, it was a long journey, a long journey for Moses to be sure, a long journey from Abraham and Sarah to the days of Moses as well. The odd thing about this journey, however, is this little nugget of truth. After 40 years of leading God's people from slavery in Egypt to the absolute doorway and threshold of the promised land, Moses up and dies. And he was succeeded by Joshua. Another book of the Bible, by the way. I'd like to read to you from the opening pages of Joshua chapter 1 so that you can hear about what qualified Joshua and the people that were walking with him, what qualified them, what made them worthy to enter into the promised land, so that you and I, we also can learn a little bit more about what makes us worthy to walk into this promised and the next chapter of our faithfulness to God, if you join me, if you have a Bible with you, go ahead and crack it open to Joshua chapter one verses one through nine. But listen in now as I read to you these set of verses so that you can consider what faithfulness calls forth from us in terms of worth and worthiness as we enter our promised end. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses assistant. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates river in the east to the Mediterranean sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, as I read those verses, I come up with two words. The first word is courage. The second word is character. If there's something I notice in those verses, it is that God calls forth from his people in order for them to worthily walk into the promised land, courage and character. They can neither shrink nor shirk, and they cannot fail or fold in terms of their moral compass. Think about that. What will it be for you in this 2021 year for you neither to shrink or shirk, that you would have courage in your heart, and then finally you will not fail or fold. You will step forward. As a covenant people, you will walk in the holiness that God expects from you. The Word of God, which is our anchor, which is our compass, which is our north star, how is it that you will walk into this year showing those two attributes? It's easy for us to shrink and shirk. It's also easy for us to fail and fold. I remember one of my great memories from high school It's, again, a football memory, freshman football. I was on the line, and even though I only weighed 83 pounds and was 4 foot 11 inches tall, let me repeat that, 83 pounds, 4 foot 11 inches tall, I was on the offensive line, and we were doing tackling drills. On the other side of me was Dave Bennington and we were going at each other, and as soon as the coach blew the whistle, you had to run into each other. You know, kind of offensive, defensive tackling drills. Well, Dave's like 30, 40 pounds bigger than me. I was a little guy, and I will tell you this. He ran right over me and squashed me like a bug. It was not only embarrassing... It was totally defeating. At that moment in time, I came to realize that in my life, there was no chance I was ever going to be an offensive lineman, and in fact, I was never going to be a great football player. I wilted. I easily shrunk back and shirked from. I lost all sense of courage that football was going to be in my future. You know, that's a silly illustration. It's one of the illustrations that was kind of in the back of my head as I thought about Joshua and the people of Israel that were standing there on the cusp of the promised land. They had all this gorgeous land flowing with milk and honey uh, before them, but at the same time, there were the Hittites. There were the Elamites. There were the Edomites. There were all kinds of ites, and that gave them itis. They were pained. Inside, inside themselves, there was a lot of heartburn going on. No amount of Pepsi to AC or Rolades was going to take care of the heartburn that was literally set against them on the other side, on the other side of the Jordan River. They were getting ready to cross, but God came to them and said, "Do not shrink. Do not shirk. Have courage." Have courage not because what is in you as 83-pound, 4-foot, 11 weaklings. Have courage because I am the one who's going to fight for you. I am the one who's going to go before you. I am the God who has been faithful to you to bring you to this point, and I will bring you home. But mark this. It's one thing to have courage and trust that I will fight for you, It's another thing to show the character that is required for you to walk into the promised land as a people that is distinct and different from everyone else that inhabits this land and does not call on the name of Yahweh, the name of your God, the God of Israel. That's the second worthy qualification, is that we not only have courage, but we have character. God looks at the heart. He doesn't look at the way we dress. He doesn't look at the car we drive. He doesn't look at the zip code where we reside. He doesn't look at any of the outside, external stuff. God is a God that looks into our heart. And he asks the question very simply, are these people people of character? Now, you don't have to look into a mirror or have a physician give you a CAT scan, MRI, or X-ray to know what's going on in your heart of hearts. You only have to read into that book of Exodus I mentioned before to survey those ten commandments, those ten words which God gave to Moses on the way to the promised land to help you understand that there is, as one part of Scripture says, nothing good at work in me, nothing at all. Not a a piece of righteousness. Character has to come from somewhere else as well. And God sends Jesus for that very reason. The Word of God that gives us the Ten Commandments, the moral compass, finds its greatest fulfillment in the man who can fulfill each of those commands with absolute perfection, absolute passion. And so today, as we think about the strength, the courage we need to enter the promised land, we look to God. When we think about the character we need to enter the promised land, the next chapter of our lives, we look to God as well. You see, courage and character are necessary, but the source of them is not found in ourself, in our own efforts. It's found in the God who loves us so much that he makes up for our mistakes, he fills in the gaps, he makes up for those deficiencies spiritually. And Jesus Christ, the Righteous One, came into this world in order to show courage in the face of death, in spite of all the good things that he was doing, as he was accosted, as he was condemned, as he was abused by so many, verbally, physically, emotionally, every kind of abuse was heaped on him. He stuck through his mission all the way to the cross. He did that for you and for me so that as we stand on the precipice of our own promised and we know that in spite of ourselves God still says I will help you achieve conquer obtain this place where I want you to go. But here's what you ultimately will need. You will need to live by faith. I know that you can't do it all, God says. But you have to trust that I can. You have to believe that my spirit is at work in you, in this world. That my word is powerful to change your heart and the hearts of others in your orbit of influence. You have to become convinced by faith that I am your God and you are my beloved person for whom my son died if we can start with that spark of faith, if we can start with that inkling of intention, we are well on our way to inheriting the promised and the land of our next great Christian adventure. You know, here at Shepherd, this uh, ministry that you are partaking of right now, this digital online worship service and preaching, this is part of our promised land, our promised and as a congregation. Um, we try to be um, uh, honoring of God with courage to step out in faith in this new digital medium. We, we find ourselves to want to have the character to speak truth into darkness. Um, but most of all, we're grateful for you for joining us in this great adventure that our digital ministry offering will become your digital ministry foundation as you seek to live faithfully as God's people in 2021. We live in a very conflicted and congested world. This weekend, we are going to be praying for our new president here in America, President Joseph Biden. We're going to be praying for our new vice president, President Kamala Harris. And um, as we pray for President and Vice President, we thank God for the ministry that was accomplished through President Trump and President Vice President Pence. We're thankful for the way in which God allows each new season of life to be navigated. Sometimes it meets with our satisfaction, sometimes it doesn't. But we are confident, we trust that it's God who fights for us. It's God who prospers us. Ours is a God who gives us everything we need in a moment to be properly and perfectly resourced to live faithfully as his people. So, Shepherd family, may God bless you as you continue to navigate your 2021 promised and. Lean on Jesus. He is your character. Lean on God. He is your courage. Lean on each other, because as a family of believers, we are God's holy people. And it's for God's holy people that the promised land of the Old Testament and the promised end of our 21st century moment exists. Amen. And now, may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, may it guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, both now and forever. Amen.